Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week I am joined by Jay Dragon for a playthrough of Wander Home. Wander Home is a pastoral fantasy RPG, a belonging outside belonging game about wandering animal folk and how they change with the seasons. It is about exploring new places, traveling with your friends, seeing a new place, discovering a new home, and the the changes that come with that ongoing, never-ending process. It is a beautiful game. It is a wonderful game. I cannot recommend it enough. I, I cannot recommend enough that you go to the Kickstarter and back it. It has already blown through its funding goal, as well as several of its stretch goals at the time of this writing or recording. Um, so go back it. I would love for you to have it and to play it because I think it's a really special and beautiful game. You can find more information about Wander Home and the Wander Home Kickstarter in the show now. And, um, well, with that, why don't we go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that you can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am uh, delighted to be joined, I guess technically again, by <laughs> my good friend Jay Dragon. Jay, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you so much, Jeff. Uh, real quick, at the top of the show, I guess I guess I should, I guess guess we should explain that, that line first. Um, uh, we recorded together, I guess, a few weeks ago at this point, oh. and the episode was sadly lost to the wind, and I'm super sad about it, but I'm happy that you're back. Yeah, no, I'm really thrilled to be here. I'm pretty sure it was like maybe a month or two months ago, but... Who, who knows what time is at this point, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so real quick, before we dive into our game this week, why don't you take a moment to let the lovely listeners at home know about both what we're playing this week as well as anything else that you've got going on you might want them to know about. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Jay. Uh, I am a queer indie lyrical designer uh, who lives in upstate New York in the wonderful Hudson Valley. Um, my games are big queer intimacy feelings community like uh pastoral i've been told i'm cottagecore which i am still figuring out how i feel about that that mon- that label um that's a that's a new term and i'm gonna i'm gonna chew on it for a while yeah yeah no I'm, i kind of like it i i like the there's like there's a couple versions of it and there's there's some aesthetics in there that i appreciate um wander home is my brand new kickstarter it is a pastoral fantasy role-playing game about uh, that is using the belong outside belong system uh, with some s- interesting modifications uh, to tell the story of a group of traveling animal people and the places they go and the people they meet. Um, it's a good pitch. It's a real good pitch. Thank you. Um, I, I'm real hyped. Yeah, just real good one sentence. Boom. Welcome. Welcome to Wander Home. Um, yeah. Um, I I I was about to say I don't have anything else going on, but this is being recorded two months in advance, so maybe by now I've got some other stuff going on. Um, well, and we, we'll have links to all that stuff in the show notes. I'll probably I will. This is this is me making a note to future me <laughs> Thanks, to future follow me. up with Jay closer to release to see if you have anything else going on that you want in the show notes. <laughs> Thanks, and this is Jeff. and this and this is present me noting, hey. Put that. Hey, listeners, go in the show notes. They're in. They're down there. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and dive in. I am uh, extremely hyped. I, I, you've hit a lot of. You've hit a lot of buttons that I'm. I'm. I love deeply. So I'm ready to go on a magical animal people journey. Yeah, absolutely. 
So basically, Wanderhome is set in the land of Hayeth, uh, which is a uh, fantasy land that's like very inspired by like Red Wall, uh, by uh, I mean, it's it's sort of that everything kind of like medieval, but a little non-specific, very open to mm-hmm. interpretation world uh, that is uh, that sort of has a few core conceits every single time, but a lot of it is going to be up to us to flesh out. Um, cool, I love it. Yeah. Uh, it is a beautiful and boundless land full of life and soul. It is a land of animal folk. Uh, these are, you know, human sized animal folk uh, that are like, you know, very red wall in nature. Like you've got the, you know, mm-hmm. like the, you know, like star nosed moles and geckos and monkeys and bears, etc. cetera. Um, mm-hmm. They're not like, it's not like a species thing. Um, so there's no like animal racism. This is not Zootopia, sure. but that's the crux. Um, uh, instead of pets and livestock, they have bugs, uh, big, big old bugs, uh, ranging from, uh, bumblebee, fl- uh, herds to like stag beetles that carry things to like grasshopper mounts and such. Um, that's, I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear. I, I don't know if it's coming across in the audio, but I'm smiling <laughs> ear to ear. Um, the Hayeth boasts a culture of hospitality. Uh, and people here are, for the most part, fundamentally good, uh, with the few exceptions of the uh, powerful who sort of exist in their far off, you know, temples and palaces and, you know, heroes fighting dragons. The very powerful are not good, but they are far away and easy to avoid and very lonely. Um, so mm. for the most part, this is a game about you know, small folk living their regular lives, uh, not really getting uh, caught up in these, you know, there's certainly big dangerous folks out there, but you don't really see them. Uh, and finally, uh, Haithland was recently caught in war, but it is no longer. And that is the, the crux of the setting. I'm going to briefly draw your attention just to the journeying tools, uh, which I believe start on page, uh, start on page three. Um, the journeying tools are uh, the language we can use whenever we want to shift stuff around, whenever we find ourselves, like, if we want to do something instead, if we want to ask each other about what to do next, what do you think? Um, they give us permission to flat out reject anything that sort of comes up if it makes us, you know, if it feels wrong for what's going on. Basically, just sort of a reminder that this is a conversation and it's a journey. We're not bound to any authority, including the text of the game itself. Um, yeah. I love so, it. uh, we, this is belonging outside belonging. So, uh, Jeff, you're familiar, but for the viewers who, or for the listeners who aren't, uh, belong outside belonging is, uh, where we're going to be using a very simple token economy. Basically we have access to a set of things we can do, which when we do them, we will get tokens um, and then we can spend those tokens to do a different set of things. Um, these are not moves uh, for BOB aficionados. I do not call them moves, but um, what those are generally going to comp, uh, uh, everyone has the access to the same set of things they can do uh, with uh, the things that get you tokens generally involving things like uh, inconveniencing yourself to help someone else or, uh, speaking your true feelings on a subject. And then some other things you can do to, when you spend a token is to provide a solution for an aspect of a material or immediate problem 
or uh, give someone something that has the potential to change them fundamentally. Um, and those kind of encompass, those are sort of the sort of thing you'd expect by, you know, when you get a token, you know, in order to get a token or when you spend a token. Um, so uh, in this game, there are a lot of playbooks. Um, there are a lot. There are uh, going to be, uh, by the time we launch the Kickstarter, uh, 15. Right now, uh, there are uh, 14 finished. Uh, there's one more being worked on as of this recording. So there's a whole lot I can kind of... Uh, if you want to take a quick look at the names in the document outline, if, see if there's any that really immediately stand out to you. And we can kind of, you can pick one and I can pick one that complements that. That sounds good. Let me flip through them real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that, Wizards of the Coast? You've got mm. your 12 classes and your Dungeons and Dragons. Well, it's not a competition, but if it was. It's, it's, it's not, but you are winning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes that's important. Sometimes it's important, especially when it's not a competition to win. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's what winning's for. Yeah, right. I'm leaning towards. Let me read the Firelight again. Mm. Actually, I'm sorry. Maybe not Firelight because Firelight's got one little chunk that's not quite got done. It. Perfect. Um, I am going to. I'm thinking, I'm thinking caretaker. Ah, oh, fuck yeah! I the caretaker is so good. I think a really good contrast to the caretaker might be. I think it might be the 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 exile. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, do you want to introduce the caretaker real quick? Sure. Just the first couple sure. of yeah. Someone must pay attention to all the small and forgotten things in the world. Someone must listen to the voiceless. You are alive. Your care is tender, supportive, and silent. And then the exile. Uh, your past clings to your shoulders like an old woolen cloak. Someday, perhaps, you can return to your home. You are alive. Your care is fragile, skittish, and terrified of being broken again. That's good. This is a good pairing. It's a good pairing. Um, so... We're just going to go through and uh, we can make choices. And as we do, we can bounce them off of each other. Um, and yeah, the, the very first thing that we choose from a list is choosing an animal. Uh, I'm immediately going to go with a crow. Got to go with crow. <laughs> I might go with skunk. I think oh, I'm going to be a, love a skunk. skunk. Love to be a skunk. Love skunks. <laughs> I yeah. am going to choose two qualities that I am and two qualities that I am not. I mm-hmm. am friendly and I am, um, I am friendly and I am alert. I am not organized and I am not, I'm not organized and I am not gentle. Mm-hmm. I choose. I like a caretaker. Mm-hmm. I like a caretaker that's not gentle. That's interesting to me. Like that's an interesting thing to not be. So I, I, I want to lean into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I choose two. I am and two. I try not to be. Uh, I Ooh. am uh, jumpy, and uh, I am jumpy and pessimistic, and I try not to be. Uh, 
damaged or ladylike. Okay, I like that. I, I feel like that's 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 some good. I like that. Just like I'm, I'm really, so, I'm a, I'm a skunk. I'm like a, I'm a, I am a very nervous and like kind of a little depressed. I'm a little, I'm a little bit of the the paranoid android of a skunk. Um, yeah. yeah. But I'm not. I, I try very hard not to not to be damaged. Just sad. Just making some notes here. So I'm going to choose two two to three things to describe my look. Um, immediately, I float towards loose papers covered in sketches and notes. Mm-hmm. That ties very nicely into not being organized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other one or two that I want to go with are. Oh, a box of squat candles, especially because it, it conjures to me the visual of like not nice candles, mm. for lack of a better way to describe them. Like not um not new or not maybe not even not nice candles, but not new candles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a box of like none of them match. They're all just different. Uh, they're all different colors and scents and styles and none of them match and they're all melted at different points mm. and um i gotta go i gotta go big big glasses because a crow in glasses is extremely true. cute oh big old so glasses true. big old glasses on a crow oh, very cute very very cute is the thing um i also choose two to three to describe my look uh i think i'm gonna choose a cloak big enough to hide in um I'm going to choose um da da um uh uh improvised crutches um and uh a sacred text from my people. So I'm going to choose up to 5 friends that hide in the many shrines I carry with me. Oh, you get so many friends. I get a lot of I get a lot of friends. It's it's really, this is this is at this point wish fulfillment because I have I'm gonna have many <laughs> friends. It's gonna be True. great. Look, that's what we said about role playing <laughs> games earlier. Is they're just a way a way of having True. friends. So my five friends or my four friends rather are Guile, a breeze god who is observant and oracular, uh, Wick, a candle god, obviously who is uh, agile and or luminescent, a uh, talk, a chalk god who is faithful and or vulnerable or venerable. And then there is the nameless ancient god that seeks refuge within my shrine who is uh, hurt, mm-hmm. who is wounded and wounded and ancient and nameless. And you know what? I don't really ask that many more questions. <laughs> they 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 saw they sought a place. They sought a place to rest. Mm-hmm. Who, who am I to who am I to say to, to cast a judgment? Sure. You know what I mean? That's that's not what I'm here for. That's not who I that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um. So I once had a place I called home, and it's gone now. I choose one true reason why I cannot return, one reason I tell everyone else, and one reason I worry is the truth. Um, the true reason I cannot return um, is because um, uh, fled to escape familial obligations. Uh, my home is a palace. Um I tell everyone else that my home was uh, destroyed by outside hands. It is a graveyard. Um, and I worry that the real reason I cannot return is because I, and that, sorry, 
the one thing I worry is the truth is that I cannot remember why I can't return. And thus my home is a mirror as well. That's beautiful. I love that. That's really good. Uh, so I think the, the vibe there is that uh, I was like the young prince of a mm-hmm. small faraway valley kingdom. Uh, and I ran away because I just couldn't deal with it. Uh, I th- sure. Maybe. But I, I feel like it, 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 at this point, it's been so long that I can't remember why I can't go back. I just know I can't. Um, that's, that's beautiful and sad. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to choose a ceremonial object that I carry with me and tell the table about it. Now, I started looking through this list and realized that uh, when I realized it was a B.O.B. game and I was going to need tokens, I grabbed the deck of cards that was next to me. <laughs> So I feel feel pretty comfortable choosing the option, a deck of oracular cards hand-painted by a magical childhood friend who could hear the gods Ooh, whispering. Yes. Um, this is, so only about four, only like, it's a, it's a full-size deck of cards, right? I'd say about as many as a mm-hmm. deck of playing cards, because that's what I yeah. have in my hand. Um, only about four or five of them were painted by my friend who could hear the mm-hmm. gods whispering. Um, but almost, almost all of them are painted and what it is is like when i uh spend time with someone when i tend to someone when i care for someone be they god uh human bug Mm -hmm. or whatever i will ask them to paint Mm. a card i will will give them a blank card and i will ask them to paint it with whatever they want to paint it you know you know you ask a you ask a dung beetle to paint a card it's just going to kind of you know rub some dung on the card and then you you let it dry like there's not there's not a lot that that dung beetle is going to do to that yeah. card, but like I ask I ask for it for every person that I care that I take care of to like do that, and then it be, it's just my tiny little record of the life that I've lived and the good that I've done. Yeah. And I love that so much. Um, so I I choose three things. I choose two things I carry with me and one that I've lost. Um. The two things I carry with me is the crown of the monarch that once ruled my land. Um, I Mm -hmm. stole it when I left. Um, And the song my people would sing to fill their hearts with light. Uh, It is the one thing I can confidently remember about my home. Um, And the thing I've lost is the sound of my once lover's voice forever calling me home. Beautiful. All right, so we uh, we've come to we have come to asking. Mm-hmm. We've come to asking one to the left and one to the right. Since there are two of us, should we ask each other two questions or stick with just one question? Ask each other two questions. We're we're becoming was, best friends. That's kind of what I was thinking. That's what I was going to propose, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to step on your toes as mm-hmm. the designer. I've found that in Bob, the more questions that are asked, the like better it is. And every time I write, ask one to the left and one to the right. I kind of just want to ask, like, ask as many as as many questions as possible because they're just always good to have. Can't ask too many questions. It's it's where good storytelling comes from. Uh uh So, um, which of my small and forgotten gods did you rescue and give to me? Oh, um, you have Wick, right? I have Wick, Guile, a uh, talk, and a nameless ancient god seeking refuge. Uh, I I I found Wick. Um, I think uh, Wick was um, 
Wick was hiding out in the crown that I stole, like was sort of curled up. Like the crown is like a crown with like these like almost like a chandelab- a chandelabra can a crown, mm-hmm. and there was like a little god hidden in one of the 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 little pockets of it. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Um, um, do you miss our home as much as I do? Um, <laughs> it's good. It's real good. It's a great question. Um, yes and no. Um, I I miss it more than you than you. Uh, I miss it more than you put on. Mm-hmm. But I miss it less than I miss it more than you put on, more than you publicly show, but less than you show when you are alone, alone in the quiet. Yeah. I, th- I think part of that is like, um, I think part of this is, this is me. This is me thinking through the character as well as I think part of not being of, of not being friendly or not being gentle is that I, I just speak. I say what's on my mind and I don't like, I say what's on my mind, not in the, not in the, like, I'm just speaking the truth way, but like in a, like, it just, it just comes out. Right. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think it is like, I say like, yeah, there's stuff that I miss, but like, why would I go back at the end of the day like there's more that i can do outside of those walls outside of that palace like why would i why would i go back sure i miss it but yeah i've got i've got work to do yeah no i love that what do you know about the world that i don't um what are what are you always again the the two i am always i am always um, I am always friendly and alert. Hmm. Um, I think I know there are people out there that can't be trusted. Mm. I think, I think that, well, you would certainly say, you know, that, um, I think I am familiar with it in a way that most people aren't. Okay. I dig that. Yeah. Just cause, you know, I think, I think. Growing up in nobility meant that I had to unlearn power and the addiction of power. Yeah. Um, how do you? And, and, yeah, I don't go for it. And my and my role is my role is caring for people. So that uh, that brings with it a sense of like believe the best, believe the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that is something that can be that can be hurt and can be abused and broken. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you help me when I felt like no one else would? Not oh, I could. Helped. Would. Oh, I helped you escape. Yeah. Yeah, I I I I mean I I had said to you, you know, I said like you're you're royalty. Like you are a prince. Like no one's going like or I yeah, I I like okay, I want to say and say and also clarify, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I said to you, I I like I said the words I said to you and I like that, but I want to clarify that it was, I think an honesty thing and not a manipulation thing. Cause I think it kind of walk like threads a line of saying like, no one's going to let you walk out of here. Yeah. Like if you're going to leave, like it has to be on your, ter- like it's going to have to be on your terms, but your terms are going to have to be harsh. I was just, I think that was what was like hard. I'm mean, like, I think you just knew, like I didn't know really what life was like outside of, my home and you did mm-hmm. right like 
And so like you knew the world, you, you, you had many friends, you had sort of this world outside of me. Um, yeah. And so you kind of were able to, you know, be like, you know, you, you helped me escape. I wouldn't have had the courage to the capacity to. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask one more question. Yeah. More questions are good. Questions are good. Questions are good. Do I listen to you when you feel small and forgotten? Yeah. And I think that I, I think that that is often how I feel. And when I feel that way, I am very small and very forgotten and kind of very, it's hard for me to hold on to being myself. And I think you, you hear me and you listen. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, I think that's good. I don't think I've got any other questions for you. Okay. Um, so you'll note that you've got some things you can always do. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the equivalent of regular moves in BOB, for those of you who are familiar. Um, that uh, Those are sort of like whenever you don't know what else to do, those are always things you can fall back on. Um, cool. And they are very useful. Don't the reason just to, to pull back the curtain a little bit, the reason why I don't call things moves in this game is because moves imply that they advance the fiction forward, whereas that's not the function mm. of these things. Um got it. So they are just things you do. Uh and they can push the fiction forward or they can just be things you do. Yeah. So we've got our characters. We've got our 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 two characters, and now what we get to do is we get to sit down and make uh, the place that we are arriving to. Um, so every time we would go to a new place, if this was a, a long-term campaign, every time we arrived at a new place, we would make that place from scratch once more. Um, and the way that's going to start off is um, we are going to uh, go to... Oh, shoot, wait. First, we name our characters. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, oh, um, I think I just call, I think my character's name is just Alex. It used to be like Prince Alexander, and now it's just Alex. Um, actually, no, it's Lex. Uh, they used to be Prince Alexander, but now they're just Lex, and they use they them pronouns. I am, I am Sender Desdemona. Pronouns she. Pronouns she. Her. Ooh, that's a really good name. Thank you. I love naming things. I love names. God, that's very good. Yeah, perfect. All right, we've got our we got our characters, and now let's make the place. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go to, um, dum dum, um our first place um which is in the outline page something um now my computer says oh page nine um page and nine. basically so in a traditional bob game there is a set of setting elements right there's there's generally like six setting elements that are mm-hmm. the gm role fragmented in six pieces and handed out uh, in Wanderhome, because each new place introduces new new elements, new aspects of the world, we build the setting elements each time. So we are going to 
pick out or randomly choose three natures uh, that are going to be the baseline for our uh, our the place we are arriving to. Okay. Um, do you want to roll two d six, or do we want to pick some words? Uh, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll two d six. Just because right? I can never resist rolling dice on a random on a randomly generated thing. Like that's, oh, that's yeah. my everything. Bob with random with random tables is 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 next, uh, some next level. Frankly, you're like some next level. All right, so I'm rolling two d six. That mm-hmm. is a six, and uh, oh, that is a double six. That is that is some hot double six hot dice. Mm-hmm. All right, our first uh, the first uh, nature we'll be using is the tower. The tower. So let's let's get all three natures and then figure out what their deals are. All right, I'll write that down. The tower. I've got a two and six. All right, that's a swamp, a swamp, if you a would. Swamp. Mm-hmm. And a five and a two. All right, uh, and that's foothills. All right. So, um. So this is so this is Shrek. <laughs> it's it's a little shrecky, isn't it? It's a little shrek. Um, also, it's important to note that one or more of these natures can be metaphorical. So, if the place you want to make isn't literally a tower, but is instead metaphorically a tower, or metaphorically foothills, or metaphorically a swamp, we have the capacity to do that. I, I, I like that. I'm, I, I, do you have any thoughts that immediately come to mind? So. Uh, I'm kind of trying to reconcile tower and swamp in my head. I I do want it. I think I like literally my, my, my immediate instinct is I really literally want it to be a swamp because that's just, I love it. Like the, the aesthetic of a I swamp so. is very good and just mm-hmm. makes me happy. I agree. I'm with you. Um, I think what if, um, Oh, okay. So here's a concept. What if this is a little bit of like an, an impossible geography sort of thing? And it's like a mesa or like some other like very tall, like protrusion from mm-hmm. the ground uh, with a flat surface. And the flat surface is like a basin that's just filled up with water and has had nowhere to drain. And so it's like, uh, a, like it looks like almost this like squat pillar that is covered in like a, a bog on top of it. I like that. I, I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's foothills as well. And foothills are in the shadow of a mountain, right? So, so what if this mesa, this plateau that juts out as a swamp is the first of an ever like expanding series of like identical structures? Oh, that's so interesting. It's like, um, uh, what do you call? Uh, I don't remember what the the geographic thing is, but in in the movie Up, yeah, yep, yes, yeah, and yeah. And, and each one, I want to throw out the detail, even if we don't get to it, that each like subsequent mountain, the mm-hmm. the 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 space on top of it, the mesa, the plateau on top of it, is like a vastly different and utterly incompatible, like geometric or not geometric, uh, like geographic landscape. Oh, fascinating. One of them, you climb to the top and it is, uh, and 
just going full full you know magical outlandish like one of them is like fluid oceans where it's like oceans of like mercury or iron and one of them is one of them is pure crystalline ice and like one of them is you know uh like just volcanic lava that is splashing Mm -hmm. around but not not digging into the earth just like splashing Mm -hmm. around it maybe so basically maybe what if the majority of these are like pretty much inhospitable yep and so if you want to travel you need to like travel in between them effectively and this is kind of like one of the few inhabitable ones that's on the outskirts of this weird geologic formation and that's where people will like stop and rest up and like stock up on supplies before continuing on i i I love that also because it is in a swamp Mm -hmm. which also feels I guess I like the emotional things that I associate with swamps are like on the one hand, like you have the vision, the aesthetic, the aesthetic associations of like being lonely and dangerous and dark, but also they're like teeming with life. Mm-hmm, so it's this mm-hmm. idea of like people hiding amongst roots and trees and branches, but like there are people in any direction that you look like anywhere that you want to find a person, like it is, this thriving kind of like market scene that is just out of view because everyone is like hiding in a tree stump. And then you walk by the tree stump and you say the right words and somebody pops out and sells you a bowl. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Yes. 100%. Cool. Uh, so now what we're going to do is we're going to go to each of those three plate, uh, three natures and we're going to make some choices real quick. Okay. Um, so starting with, Let's start with the swamp because it feels the most literal. So uh, the swamp has a few things it can always do. And as we play, we can kind of tap in on those at any time when we, when we want to be reactive um, and have the, the world react. Um, I'm not going to read all of them always, but I'll just say like, for example, the swamps is describe the heaviness of the world, show tension caused by stagnation and bog someone down and give them a token. Um, hmm. um, and we're going to choose two aesthetic elements and one associated folklore. So why don't we each choose one aesthetic element? That sounds perfect. Cause I'm immediately gravitating towards capricious spirits offering to help. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think I'm going to choose uh, muck and mire. Hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. And some folklore about this place. Uh, I am immediately drawn to the shrewish witch. Yeah, and her magic I was, yep. That was, there was, I don't feel like there was any, any, any debate in my mind. I feel like that's just the right, the right option. That's the folklore. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, and so let's jump next to, let's go to the foothills next, which is a little bit above it on page 62. Okay. I'm at the foothills. Uh, this place can always describe what we stand in the shadows of. Show a threat that's up ahead and ask, what are you worried lies up ahead? And then give them a token if they're right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely want to throw in the scattered fragments of civilization, mm-hmm. tying in that idea of like there's people all kind of over the place in little pockets. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not it's, it doesn't feel like a city. It feels like you are just constantly running into someone who doesn't realize that there's someone else three trees over. Oh, outstanding. I love that. Um, I'm going to toss in um, a 
a foreigner from higher up. Um, I think that uh, occasionally, very rarely, but it, it happens. Uh, even though supposedly no one can really live on those those higher up mesas, there's always like every once in a while travelers who come down from there and they wear like uh, full body like protective gear and armor and have like these like long snouted helmets uh, for the the hostile environment and they they come through bringing like things to trade in exchange for food. I love it. I, I, I'm real. Okay. The, the mm-hmm. two pieces of folklore that I'm really drawn to mm-hmm. the fallen star and the story she told is very good, but I got a lot of questions about the goat that slept for a hundred years is the thing. What are your questions? <laughs> I ju- just, what, what happened? Why did that happened? goat sleep so long? Like, why'd that goat I, sleep so long? I, so let me ask you. And mm-hmm. cause there's two, I have a, a, a reason for both. And, and, you know, you might float towards one reason or you might indulge the other reason. Mm-hmm. Do we want the fallen star and the story she told to add a magical, mysterious, like story element? Or do we want to just say that there's just a weird goat? Cause all both of those options. I like a lot. Those are both really good. It is also worth noting that like, these don't necessarily have to be like true things we encounter. They can also just be stories about the place. Um, and just to pull back the curtain slightly, the goat who slept for a hundred years is based on Rip Van Winkle, which is the a mm-hmm. local folklore here um, that I'm, I, I imagine you're familiar with. But yes, um, but also it's a goat, and that makes it way better. It really does. Um, I I'm kind of interested in the fallen star. Just because, I think I am. I think I am too. Yeah. I think I want to throw in that the goat is there, but like I, I would like it to be a canon thing that the goat is there. And like, but it is, uh, to, it is just really like you go up to it and it's just a goat. So it's not like a story beat. It's just, you see the goat and they're like, this goat slept for a hundred years. And you're like, okay. It is also maybe worth noting that animal people, that this goat's probably also a person. Oh yeah. Right. I forgot that we're playing animal people that, that then, then yes, I'm going the fallen star. Cause I was picturing going up to like a, just straight up a barn and looking at a goat. <laughs> I would like to go with the falling star in that case. Sidebar, I think I need to edit the phrasing of the goat who slept for a hundred years slightly because this is the second time I've played where that exact confusion <laughs> happened and people forgot how the game worked. Um, Understandable. Yeah, that sounds really good. So I like the fallen star in the story she told. I like the fallen fallen star in the star in the story she told. Maybe she's a goat. Um, Could be. I, let's. Yes, she is a goat. She's a goat star, and she's and she slept for a hundred years on her journey through the stars. Done. I love that. Nailed it. Crushed it. Uh, so, last but not least, there is the tower. All right, the tower can describe something small and far away. It can spread concern around stru- uh, structural stability, and it can make someone dizzy and disoriented and give them a token. I'm gonna say a narrow, barely stable entrance. Hey, I, I dig that. Like it's the the way in order to get up to the plateau is this like very very thin like it's a very thin path that like you you cannot take a beetle on you know like it's it's just like it barely right. fits a person and I'm gonna say a shining light warning of danger if it's in the shadow of these other 
larger mountains like Ooh. that flashing of light could be like a lava flow that is tumbling straight for the plateau that could turn into a forest fire Ooh, yeah like there is a there is a light in the sky that like trickles in that like warns you of things that are to come oh that's really cool that's really really cool and so what's the folklore of this place oh i love the ghost that walks the stairs maybe it's a staircase all the way to the top um I like that. I really like that. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's an and aesthetic there's a, element a, that's winding staircase all the way to the top. So I guess I choose that one instead. Hey, maybe we choose three aesthetic elements. We're stronger than the game. Yeah, we win. We've we've bested you, game. Yeah, you're just words. So yeah, I, I like that. And I like the ghost that walks the stairs. I like the... There's a there's a there's a benevolence to that, or at least a, a non-malevolence to that, that, that I really kind of go to of like... It's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just walks the stairs. And I think whether or not we encounter it, like I think the story is people are is is people press on it like what is it what does the ghost do? Walks the stairs. Yeah. He walks the stairs. Can you blame him? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, got, he's got places to go. I think that the stairs have truly been Lex's nightmare because they have those improvised crutches. Mm. And I think uh, I do not think it was easy to get up to this Mesa. <laughs> I, 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 I feel that. I like that. All right. So the last thing that we're going to do is um, we're just going to, because this is a one shot, there's a couple things we don't do that we might do normally where like if we're playing for a longer period of time, we'd figure out like what month it is. And as the months roll by, our characters would advance and eventually they have to move on and it's a whole thing. But because it's one shot, we're just going to, you know, we are entering straight into the game. Um, also, um, uh, you will notice uh, that as you chose your gods, they had those little descriptors in italics. Yes. Um, those are uh, in the same way that we are building setting elements. Uh other characters, individuals, are like little mini setting elements. And they have access to traits which give them things they can do. Um, if uh, I'm going to sidebar here. Um, the traits, I am literally about to meet with an editor tomorrow and just work the traits hardcore. So I'm mm-hmm. not confident in showing them off. Um, but I wanted to just acknowledge the, the fact that they exist. And Got it. We can just kind of free role play characters and then, you know, they don't cool. have to come up. Yeah, just wanted to explain that. Uh, but yeah, so um, that's, you know, sort of in that way, both places and people kind of get represented on like little index cards or something. You know, when you're playing, you just kind of end up with a bunch of little cards all over the place, um, as is, I guess, the J Dragon style. Um and so the very last thing we're going to do is uh, we're going to answer just a couple of questions as we set forth. So, Hell yes. Jeff, um, what sort of place did we just travel from? We just traveled from... Uh, we just traveled from an old series of... Uh, underground service tunnels i've been on a big service tunnel kick lately i think because i've been 
Uh, I think as I've been thinking about the Disney parks and they all have those giant networks of service tunnels, but like mm-hmm. there's a, a network of specifically service tunnels. They're not, they're not mining tunnels. They're not tombs or anything like that, but they are. Mm-hmm. No one knows who dug them mm-hmm. or who like who put them there. No one knows like how they've been there and they are, they are ancient and old and we've, we pass through them because they are the, they are the, the easiest way to get, uh, underneath or underneath and across a mountain. Yeah. So we pass yeah. through them. And, um, wh- as you pass through them, um, they gotta be haunted. I love a good mm-hmm. haunted tunnel, but I, I oh, yeah. again, I, I like that they, they, it is not, uh, it is not an, a maliciously haunted tunnel. It's just an, the mm-hmm. experience of like, I think we just spent some time like seeing and, and, and meeting and chatting with, with ghosts. I probably made us stay there longer than we should have because, like, I just I had a lot of questions, you know? Yeah, which of your gods did you find in the tunnels? Oh, definitely, definitely Guile, definitely a, uh, definitely a Breeze god. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do we feel our journey has been long? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, is there somewhere we hope to go? What do you think? I think I feel very strongly I'm trying to get somewhere, but I'm not sure where that is. I think my honest answer is, I think you have somewhere that you're trying to go. Because, like, I haven't gotten your card yet. Yeah. So, like, I we're traveling until you have found where you're going, and then I'm going to have you paint a card, and I'm going to be on my way. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, and the last question is something neither of us answer out loud. We just take a moment to reflect on it, uh, which is, um, will our character someday find a home? All right. So. All right. Welcome to Wander Home. Um, are we in the, have we arrived to the the swamp yet? Or are we, oh, what is the name of this swamp? We, we keep forgetting to name things. We do. And it's funny because I love naming things. Mm-hmm. What's the name of this, of this, of this place? Uh, like, I, I want to suggest, like, like, I'm thinking about, like, like, it's almost like it's at the end of the, it's at, like, the start of something very strange, right? Or it's yeah. sort of the end of what people usually think of as maybe, like, like, no one, maybe, like, people certainly go to the other side of this, but it's, like, very unclear, like, what else is out there. I I was actually going to throw out Stepping Stone Swamp because it is the the place that you travel amongst and in between these other things where you very much cannot travel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's really good. Um, so are we uh in? Have we arrived at Stepping Stone Swamp yet, or are we we approaching it? I think we are approaching it, just about to like enter it. I think we're in the last few steps. Um, yeah. Um. I'm not sure how Lex. Actually, can we can we start at the bottom of the steps? Because I kind of want to figure sure. out how Lex is getting up those steps. Sure. Um, I, I have think? an idea. Yeah. That I'd kind of like to play with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, um, yeah, yeah. I have I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think we're sitting we're sitting at the um, 
we're sitting at the base of these steps. Oh, yep. No, I, I feel I'm, I'm increasingly I'm sorry. I'm thinking through the idea in my head and I'm like, oh, this is this is, uh, I think, a fun one. Fun mm-hmm, friendship mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. I think we're sitting at the base of it and we've kind of just had the moment of like, there's a giant stairs. And I'm quietly like, can you hear that? Uh, Lex pauses for a moment and then like, uh, they take a break from doing one of the things they can always do, which is say an expression in their traditional language, which in this case is a string of expletives, um, to pause and listen and be like, hear what? Um, hold on. And I reach into my box and I pull out, um, I pull out one of the, the candles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pull out one of the candles and uh, I, I light it and it smells of uh, it smells of silk and f- sort of a soft vanilla and a little bit of like um, like a crisp perfume, like a sandalwood. Mm. And it swirls for a moment and the breeze starts to blow and I'm like, Guile, 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 Guile. Um, can you, can you grab them real quick? I just, I'd love to have a word. And the breeze blows and we see a figure start to walk down the steps and the ghost simply stops and watches us. And uh, Lex, may I ask, I I don't, I don't want to impose and I don't want to make a decision for you. So I I would like to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, Lex is clearly nervous about the ghost. I don't want to take away uh, your your agency. I, I I want to I want to put the decision in your hands. Um, the stairs. Would you be? And if the answer is no, the answer is no. And we'll find another way. But would you be comfortable being carried? Um. Are you? Do you plan on spending a token to provide a solution for this problem, or I don't have you don't have have a token? token. It's a good question. It's a great question. Great question. Um, I think what I'm going to do in that case is, um, I'm going to speak my true feelings on the subject and get a token. Um, Okay. Just I'm going to use these large sheets of loose leaf paper next to me. Um, wait, no, I have these rocks. Never mind. We're good. Um. And uh, I'm going to say, um, Sender, I'm tired of being doted on. Let me handle this. I might not like it, but it's I'm not going to be carried by a ghost. Um, and Lex is going to uh, push past the ghost, which is maybe a little inaccurate because the ghost is intangible, but they kind of shoulder their way past the ghost and... I, yeah, I think in that moment the ghost becomes corporeal just to give you the sense that you have you have shoved him. That like, makes sense. The ghost, like you, you shove him, and like he when he hits the the rock wall, he 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 disappears into into smoke, mm-hmm. and like he disappears in the smoke, and then reforms, and like looks at me, and looks at the breeze, and kind of just shrugs and turns around and starts walking back up the stairs, mm-hmm. and I, I I sit for a moment. And I, I, I just go, 
No, that's you know what? That's fair. That's fair. That was that was overreach. I under I recognize that. That's fine. Um, Lexi's best tactic for handling this appears to be that they have sat down on the stairs and are using their crutches as a way to just lift themselves up and try to kind of move along that way. But they are. And I, Mm -hmm. I am just, um, I think that I think I, I am, I am standing, uh, maybe three steps below and like, just sort of, just sort of like letting, letting you handle this, how you want to handle it at this point. <laughs> like, I think I've taken some steps back and I'm like, you know what? I overreached that. So that was fair. I, 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 I feel that I need to, to take a, take a step back here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think as I go up, as, as Lex goes up the stairs, it's, it's a long journey and it's not easy. And they kind of transition between a few different ways of navigating it. Um, but, and it's certainly much slower than you could have done alone, but you know, mm-hmm. Lex is not acknowledging this fact to you, although it's clear that it's bothering them. Uh, they, the sun is just starting to set and it can be seen from the stairs that it's kind of, it's kind of, cutting through these plateaus and the different elements on top of the much taller plateaus are creating these like different dazzling, like light being caught in the sun in different ways. Um, I'm going to take a moment to bask in the grandeur of the world and describe it to you. Um, It is, um, it is beautiful and also uh, alien in the sense that the light, um, the light doesn't move like light does. It moves slowly um, and it kind of arcs in the air in this very impossible way. And so the light kind of is like cascading down the mountains until it lands down on the ground and becomes these like prismatic, prismatic rainbows on the ground. I would, I would, as you are climbing the stairs, since I'm like keeping a, like a, 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 a polite distance, mm-hmm. I would like to, I think, I think I, I'm feeling a little embarrassed. I'm feeling a little bit, I'm feeling a little bit like I, I, I heard a friend and I'm feeling a little bit, you know, I, I acted without thinking. I was, I was not, I was not gentle. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I think I'm trying my best to, to give you the space that you need. And, inst- and instead I have become, uh, fixated on the only other thing that is here, which is which is this ghost walking the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would love to um, marvel at something that no one has ever seen before. As I, I have this candle burning and, and guile is here blowing and the ghost is walking. I think that, I think that no one has ever seen where this ghost goes. Yeah. Like when they're not, when he's not walking, Yeah, but like, but like, you know, this God, this God that has clearly spent tremendous amounts of time among ghosts, this, crow that clearly like enjoys people and stories and helping people. Mm -hmm. Like, I think all of this culminates with like, um, following the ghost about three quarters of the way up the stairs, the ghost like turns down a small, 
out, like turns down a small tunnel that's like barely a crack in the wall. And mm-hmm. like, you know, Guile and I have to kind of shimmy for a moment. And I look up and you're you're making your way up the stairs. And I'm like, OK, so I, I OK, OK. And I, 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 I squish and I squeeze and I sneak in my way through and I'm like. And there's just a tiny little like hutch, a tiny little uh, table. It was clearly like a campsite some years ago. Um, it doesn't necessarily look like a survival campsite. Like it doesn't look like this ghost died here trying to survive or make it up. It looks like mm-hmm. it looks more like this ghost in life found a space that no one could reach and said, this is where I, this is where I, I live. Like this is, this is where I spend my days. And I stand there for a moment looking at this little, like kind of makeshift rock table. And there's a little, like it is, I mean, it is, it is, you know, hay. it is hay and thread at this point, but there's like the remnants of a bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. Thank you for inviting me. This was, this is lovely. I am. Thank you. I'm very happy to see this. And I, I blow, I blow out the candle and the breeze kind of dissipates and the, the ghost sort of disappears to go back, back up the stairs. And I'm going to, uh, take one of my little tiny candles and mm-hmm. place it on the table and place it on the table and be like, I, I hope this makes dinner. I hope this makes whatever, whatever meal or time you sit here a little, a little brighter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I suspect they have roughly made it up the stairs at this point. And I leave without you, saying a word. Are you leaving an offering to a smaller forgotten God? I think I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel good about that. And I think yeah. I go back and I meet you right at the top, right as, right as we pass the threshold mm-hmm. into stepping stone swamp. What is what is right at the top? What do what do you, what do you see of me? I'm definitely now just lying like on the ground, kind of I think a little bit in the mud, just like catching my breath, um, kind of wrapped up in my cloak a little bit. I think there uh, is um, kind of a not quite porthole, not quite gate, like a circular bundle of vines at the very top that have mm. like come together to create a little like portal way. Yeah. That you kind of have to like grab the arch and like swing yourself into a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you've done this. You've, you've swung through to the other side and you are resting on your back slightly in the mud in your cloak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love I, that. I pick up, I pick up, I think one of your crutches is like along a wall and I pick it up and I like lay it next to you. Mm-hmm. I, I lay it next to you. I don't like, I don't say anything about it. I just kind of put it next to you and I'm like, here you go. I, I, uh, I say something in uh, my traditional language. Uh, I kind of mutter uh, a phrase that indicates that's is kind of the equivalent of like a, uh, no problem, but like in a thank you sort of way where it's mm-hmm. like um, the the implication is like, thanks, but you didn't have to and I didn't ask you to, but you did it. And uh, thanks, I guess. Sure. Um, that very like casual, almost slang. Thanks. Yeah. Um, kind of the kind you wouldn't use among the kind you wouldn't use among like proper company. You would use it among a friend that you're like. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's a little dismissive and a little grumpy of me, but it's also clearly friendly. Yeah, and I think uh, I'm going to uh, real quickly make a uh, ba do ba do. Um, I'm going to make a 
uh, tower move, which is uh, to describe something very small and far away, which is intended to be used for being on top of a tower, but I'm going to use it for just a thing small and far away, uh, which is um, as uh, we take a moment to rest, you spot um, a, uh, a weird, like, uh, you spot a, a very small salamander, not like, not like very small, but like, like, um, like a, uh, you know, like a, a kid size, like a three foot tall salamander, yeah. um, one meter for those. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, three, you spot a three foot tall salamander and, uh, they are very small and very far away and, uh, that you see them for but a moment and they giggle mischievously and then duck back down underneath, uh, uh like inside of a tree. I cock, I cock my head and I, I look and I'm like, did you, did you see that? Um, uh, I, uh, how to do, um, I'm going to push something out of sight or out of mind and just be like, see what I, uh, I thought I saw some, well, yeah, I guess, I guess we've, I guess we've, been welcomed i guess we've been greeted by the welcoming committee so to speak is the welcoming committee a a ghost and some rocks a vine well well, i suppose well okay yes i guess technically i suppose the welcome committee would be actually the ghost because it was the first thing so i guess this is the welcoming committee to the swamp as opposed to the welcome community of the stairs and hold on i gotta make some notes hold on i I gotta and i take out my book and i kind of like plop down and start like sketching out notes on like who is technically the welcoming committee of which of which uh who is the welcoming committee of which aspect of the journey and like well if they were here i mean technically guile really got hmm. i'm gonna <sighs> say an expression in my traditional language uh which is uh a, a, a somewhat affectionate expletive uh Maybe the best translation is you motherfucker uh, <laughs> uh, or like idiot. Uh, and I'm going to just uh, get up and hobble deeper into the swamp or not hobble. I'm going to just get up and, and walk deeper into the swamp. And, I, I, and I, I think, I think it takes you saying that expletive for me to like slap the book closed two or three pages, go like flying. And I'm like, oh, 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 yep, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. There's time for notes taking later. We got to, <laughs> We have places to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's the what's the swamp like? The swamp is wet. It is wet and humid. Mm-hmm. It is it is that it is that that wet and humid. Um, everything is got the rough color and texture of of like boiled spinach. Everything is sort of dripping in a, in a, in a nondescript way. Does but it also it's it's also bright you know it's mm-hmm. not it is not shrouded in shadow everything is you can kind of see everything and I don't know if that makes it better or worse but it's bright. Des, I thought you said this is a place that we'd be able to stay before we just for the night. Um. Well, I. Hmm. I'm not sleeping in the mud again. No, that's fair. That's fair. <sighs> Hold on. One 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 moment, I believe. And now I'm going to spend that token to present a solution uh, to provide an aspect 
of an immediate problem, <laughs> which is I'm going to go chase after. I'm going to go. I'm going to go peek my head into that into a into a stump into a uh, a bush and pop a salamander out. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, I kind of I'm like, hold on, actually. If I remember correctly, if I remember the, if I remember my lore, if I remember my studies, which I, I, I don't want you to, I don't want you to, to say that that term again. That it's, it feels, it feels loving, but it feels rude. And we'll talk about. Hold on, and I kind of like <laughs> trot over to a bush, mm-hmm. and I kind of like jab at it with one of my little like wing feathers. And I'm like, excuse me, and like uh, a salamander kind of rolls out. <laughs> Does the kind of Willy Wonka role? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great little comic online that's kind of got like the setup of like uh, that part of it where there's like the clown in the sewer, but it's like mm-hmm. a happy frog in the sewer. And in the last panel, it cuts to show that there's like a bunch of happy frogs, and they're all just like, "Yeah, come on in!" Like we're we're playing sardines. <laughs> Um, and I kind of feel like it's got a little bit of that energy, right? Like, yeah, you pull out the salamander and like three more salamanders come tumbling out. Uh, and it's clear they're all like, you know, little kids. Um, and they're just like, hey, what's the big idea? Um, t- <laughs> I'm, I am so sorry. What is your name? Uh, my name is Sender. What is uh, what is your name? Little, little salamander. Little. Well, within- that's. Um, comparatively little, I should say. Uh, you can As, call me the Destroyer. Destroyer, you've got it. Big, powerful name. You're right. I was, I, I have underestimated you, Destroyer. That's right. I'm Listen, nearly three and a half feet tall. That's, I mean, that is, why well, that's nearly four feet tall. Really, that's astounding. Uh. The the salamander narrows uh, her eyes, and you can tell for a brief moment she is recalibrating her opinion of you. Um, I'm like that is that is nearly four, like nearly three and a half feet is nearly four feet. That is that is something to be reckoned with. I I don't know where I where I I don't know where I got the nerve to say little. Frankly, please please spare me and my friend, and hopefully shuffle us to a place where we can sleep far out of the reach of your your enormous wrath. I like the spunkier moxie. Um, you need a place to stay? We would love a place to stay. And, fr- and as a side note, the spunk of my moxie is, I'm told, my finest quality. Uh, <laughs> Lex rolls their eyes, uh, and the, uh, the destroyer goes, um, well, let me go ask my mom and see if we've got some spare beds. Wonderful, thank you. And I turn back to you, and the only way that I can describe what I do is the like the Groucho marks where I grab the corner of my glasses and I kind of wiggle them a little bit. <laughs> um, Lex sighs and pulls themselves up to their feet, um, and uh, is just like, I, I don't even know why I travel with you. Um. Well, I, I. This is me. Oh, um, spending my other token to speak my true feelings on the subject. That's what's happening here. Actually, speak your true feelings is the thing you do in order to get a token. So, oh, well, then I'm taking a token. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Lex, the truth is, I really see it more as I travel with you. I, I don't really feel like I feel like you've, you know, I don't feel like you've ever really had a reason outside of the kindness of your own heart. And frankly, I feel like I'm really more following your lead than you are following mine. 
Ooh, Lex wasn't expecting that. Um, they, uh, hmm. They freeze the fuck up, um, and then, uh, push something out of sight or out of mind. Um, and they blink and say, if you're going to be following my lead, it's going to take you a lot longer to get places and starts going off in the direction of the salamander. Fair. Fair. Lex is and I, repressing. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, 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 I give, I, I follow suit for, I, I, for a moment I, I stand there and I look and I, I do one of my anytime moves, which is I, uh, pause, tilt my head to the side and keep going. <laughs> and I, uh, I trot back off in your direction. Uh, and I think we meet, uh, Mama Salamander. Yeah, what's Mama Salamander's name? Mama Salamander's name is, uh, uh, Coriander Flametail. Ooh, really good. One of, I think, I think I'd like to throw in the magical detail because I love, I love salamanders in uh, traditional fantasy role playing games, the kind that involve dungeons and dragons, but are not uh, Wizards of the Coast presents Dungeons and Dragons because, mm-hmm. frankly, fuck it. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoy, I enjoy a good fire-tailed, fire-wreathed salamander. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The aesthetic of it is very cool. So I, I, I want to propose. You know, uh, a little bit of like a fire aura, a little bit of fire swirling around uh, coriander. I have two. I have, I have two thoughts. My first thought is I like the thought that uh, salamanders, when they're older, they choose uh, like the 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 young salamander chose a pretty subdued name in comparison to uh, her mother, because mm-hmm. uh, you know the destroyer has nothing on you know coriander what was the last part uh, f- uh flame or fire uh, flame tail has nothing on coriander flame tail um and then my second thought is also um what if she's got that like fire tail but it's not like a like an offensive thing she's using it to like tend to the little like hearth that's like mm. like i think maybe uh the the flame tail family lives in uh, they're all the like bright orange salamanders, um, and they live in like the there's like a tree that has like a root network that like kind of spreads out, and there's like kind of a a small house structure in there with a little like stone chimney that's like built like the tree kind of grew up around, um, and like or even like it was built underneath the roots, and there's like a little hearth hollowed out from you know like where like some roots bend around and there's like a little fire there and there's like a a, a pot of stew uh and there's yeah, uh, a that. bunch of little baby little little tadpoles and uh, what what that immediately tells me is that like that flame tail the fire tail is literally like burning brush away like clearing it out like the the dead branches and like kindling and things of like i think we see her like do one beautiful like elegant swoop and like some mm-hmm. some some like or some tiny branches some tiny dead branches like brush away and she like kind of brushes them up like cleans up the space a little bit just as, as we come in to like greet us and make a little space for us mm-hmm. uh i think lex you see something in lex's eyes that i don't think you've seen in a long time which is i think they 
suddenly and abruptly feel a little at home in a way they didn't before. They have not found their home, but they found a little piece of something. Um, and I think they, they kind of perk up. And I think, um, so I, I, I kind of want to, I want I want to put, I want to put a cliffhanger. I want to, I'm going to spend a token and I think put a, mm-hmm. a bit of a cliffhanger in place mm-hmm. because I, I don't fully know what would happen next. And I kind of want to leave it on the lingering question of what happens when I, uh, when I, when I play this, when I spend this token and do this thing, mm-hmm. I think you feel that flicker. And I think I go off and immediately I, I, I explain our bit of our situation, you know, uh, Coriander's mm-hmm. like, of course, of course, that's, that's what we do. We, you know, that's what, that's why we live in this spot is because we have mm-hmm. beds for, we have beds for people that have come, and she kind of like talks us, tells us a little bit about some of the other things going on around the, around the, her, or around the swamp. She tells us a little bit about like, uh, the star and she's like, well, the stars actually kind of needed some support lately. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I'm just playing cards with the kids. Like at this point, yeah. like I'm just, I am playing cards and mm-hmm. periodically the destroyer tries like throws up her hands and gets big. And I cower in a very dramatic way. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. um, the token that I want to spend and the note, the, the the closing note, if I may propose a closing note. Real quick, right before you do that, I just want to say that while you're playing cards, I think um, uh, I, I think um, Lex is sitting like right, like sort of like right at the, the entrance way uh, with uh, like a very with like a smaller guitar and like singing, singing that that old song. Mm. Um, yeah, go for it. I love it. That's exactly what I was hoping. And like that, like you're, yeah, you're singing and like, it's very serene. Coriander is sitting next to you kind of mm-hmm. introducing you to various people around the swamp. And like, mm-hmm. you just wrap up a song mm-hmm. and like you reach for, uh, what, what, what instrument do you play? Um, I play like a, I play a lute. I play a lute. Uh, do you play a lute with a, you don't play a lute with a pick. You ain't gonna say you do. Cause it's a, it, it, it ties into a moment. Yeah. Yeah. You reach for a pick and um, you find a single blank playing card. <gasps> I, I spent my token to give someone something that has the potential to change them fundamentally. That's such a good cliffhanger. I thought it might be. Yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. I don't think I want to know what happens next. I don't. I don't think I want to know. I because I, I like there are definitely questions that I'm perfect. I, I want to talk through the questions of like, yeah, does Lex? I like I like the questions that I have leading off are like, does Lex? A does Lex accept the card or angrily give it back? Does that? Does 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 the giving of that card impact the 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 fanning of that uh, that feeling of home? Like, what does that what does that mean when that happens? I think Lex rejects the card. I don't think they're ready to leave you yet. I and that's and then that that's like I feel like there's a lot. That's that's this is why I feel like it's a good cliffhanger because like I feel like there's a lot of stuff to explore there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it feels like a good it feels like this that, that good moment of like you find the card and like what that means and what comes after i feel like there's so many good questions oh yeah absolutely 
Ah, wonderful. And then I think we'll leave that. We'll leave that. We'll leave that there because I feel like that's a uh, uh, that that felt like the that felt like the perfect moment when you started to describe how homely, uh, uh, homey everything felt. I was like, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> now, uh, can I can I wrap and 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 break the rules of the game? And if you want to tell me no, tell me no to this this question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you uh, if the answer to your question about did you think Lex would find a home? Yeah, you can ask me that. I think, um, I think Lex doesn't think they'll ever find a home. I think they will, but I think it will take them. I think they need to first be comfortable not having a home before I, they I, can I, find I, a home. I see that. I I thought about it for a second and like smiled very wide and came to the answer of no for uh for Sender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I I thought about it and I was like, do I think that she will ever find like a proper home? Mm-hmm. And I really realized that the answer was no. Yeah. I, but I think, yeah. but like that felt like the most satisfying answer. It didn't feel like a oh I don't think she'll ever get there. I think that like she will never find she will never find herself in a place where she cannot move on to the next thing yeah yeah i love that. wonderful wonderful what a god I, I here's the thing like i i feel like that's a good stopping point but i also feel like i want to keep going for like hours and hours yeah the thing about this game is that there's not a lot of bob games that are designed like i really wrote this game like partially because i was just sitting there and being like how come dungeons and dragons gets to have the monopoly on campaigns that last for 30 years <laughs> right I, I love that why can't it's, i play a game forever <laughs> and it's it's funny because specifically i i've also i was also thinking the same thing i was i was thinking the same thing in terms of like like indie like indie games in general i've noticed i was thinking about this because i we were talking about this off mic that i that, that i am also designing like a long form campaign game and i was thinking about it, i was like it's odd to like it is not not so much odd it is interesting to me that so much of like kind of the the somewhere the indie lyric whatever you know all Mm -hmm. of the different kind of like communities that that you and i like take part in as designers like they Mm -hmm. all are so geared towards like single experiences yeah and i think that's very interesting of like Mm -hmm. i i i'm i always i'm interested in any time you see uh, a game in that space that is like this is this is multi like this is not just a okay cool your story's end and then maybe another thing happens if that's like no this is supposed to be you know mm-hmm. repeated again and again and again like this is this is designed in a specific way like that yeah. always extremely interests me mm-hmm. and one big thing i was thinking about is that i think a, a lot of indie games are absolutely i think you're right it's like they're about capturing that that narrative structure, right? Like I think fiasco is maybe the best example of that. Like you cannot do really a, a long-term fiasco game because it tells you the, the beats of it. It tells you the rhythm yeah. of it. Um, and it's, so it is a story with an ending. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's very much about building a story with a narrative arc and wander home. Isn't interested in a narrative arc. It's not interested in things wrapping up cleanly. It's interested in like, the way in which the world changes over time. And part of that is that it's very um, uh, descriptive. I was really, I was, when I was writing it, I was thinking a lot about OSR work. Uh, And I will not say that Wander Home is OSR. That seems wrong, but I will say that I think it is a lot more similar to uh, 
a lot of, you know, sort of the concepts being tossed around in the OSR than a lot of other uh, story-esque games are. I think that makes sense. I, I, I see exactly what you mean by every part of that sentence. So yeah, I think it's I, I see exactly yeah. what you're going for. I have no idea how to explain it, but it just makes sense in my head. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally get you. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so, so fun. This was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for having me again. And this was a huge delight. Let's, let's do it again sometime. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work and wander home online? Uh, so you are able to check out Wanderhome at tinyurl.com slash wanderhomerpg. Um, I, I, I think, please cut that line if, if I change the tiny URL. <laughs> um, it's not set in stone. I will. I will. I will. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you can also find me on Twitter at, at letter J D R A G S K Y uh, J Dragsy. You can find me on itch under the same. You can find me on Instagram at, at, uh, at possum Creek games. Uh, sorry, possum Creek games. Um, and uh, those links are all in the uh, description down below. Um, along that with, they are. Yeah. So <sighs> check that out. Check me out. I write a whole bunch of games that are, uh both like this and also very much not like this and i think yeah ah well i i I love this game thank you so much for playing it with me i had such a great time and for now i'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show take a future me (laughs) thanks pass me and thanks again to jay for coming on the show that game was just it was beautiful it was it was an incredible experience and i really truly feel like i'm glad that we ended it when we did because otherwise this episode would have been probably like six hours long because i just kind of wanted to continue like exploring this world and seeing beautiful sights and watching that world expand and change it was really good it's a great game go to kickstarter back wonder home Go make it more happen because it's already happened like four times over because uh, which I'm very happy about because it's a very good game and I can't wait to own it. Um, So go to Kickstarter and back it. Also, go follow Jay on Twitter at Jay Dragski. When you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Go to iTunes, Stitcher or Podchaser and leave us a nice five star rating and a review. Um, Those are the three that send an email to my inbox. So those are the three that I care the most about. So go do that. It would really brighten my day. Um, The other way that you can support us is by going to All My Fantasy Children, the other podcast that I produce every week, and giving that show a listen. All My Fantasy Children is a show on the One Shot Podcast Network. It is a tabletop-inspired character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast in which every week, my best friend Aaron Catano, Saez, and I, we sit down, we take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. You can also join our Discord at bit.ly slash party of one Discord. Talk to us about the show, professional wrestling, gritty, all of the things that people today want to be talking about. Uh, let's see. What else do we do here? Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming on the show as a guest, or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And... I think that's it. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. I'm just now realizing that I do a lot of arm flailing during this outro that I don't know that you're catching on the podcast, but know that there's arm flailing.